Welcome to Have the Edge podcast for business leaders and entrepreneurs. Every week we share content to add value to you and your business. Today we will discuss a topic that you do not want to miss. Your hosts today are experienced coaches, speakers and trainers from Have the Edge. Please check out business services we offer by visiting www.havetheedge.org. Are you an entrepreneur? Visit our website to subscribe to Entrepreneur Space. So as always, giving it a couple of seconds just to make sure that we are live. I'm going to assume that we're live. So hello everyone and welcome to our Saturday live special. And in today's session, we're going to discuss an interesting subject. We are going to talk male leaders versus female leaders. And I'm sure everyone will have a thought on this. And it will probably, the opinion will probably depend on whether you are a man or a woman. So I'm going to go to a man. I'm going to go to Monjoti. Monjoti, share your thoughts and any research if you have done any. Sure, of course. And uh, I'm going to share my perspective, right? And I would be uh, willing to get to know your perspective as well, the female side of things. But in my opinion, uh, so outcomes of both male and female leaders are same. I mean, we are trying to reach and reach a particular objective, be it the project goal or be the, um, be the, uh, I don't know, community goal or you know a, a particular objective. So the goal is same, but the styles, the approaches that they use uh, may differ, right? Typically, from my understanding, I think women is more um, cooperative and adaptive. Uh, when it comes to their approach, I mean, they actually try to embrace uh, the personality styles of people who are part of the project or whatever they're working on together. So they basically dance back and forth between how the person is responding and if they they uh, respond in a slightly different way, then the woman tends to be more adaptive in changing her approach, more flexible. Uh, whereas in terms of male, I think male is more, uh, you know, more principle oriented i guess and uh, the kind of incentives that male throws is probably more transactional right more defined on real real life matrix uh, but but in case of women i think it is more behavioral for example it has to do with uh, self-worth and uh, self-worth and personal motivation and a feelings of fulfillment and that ties in the whole thing ties in together with the uh, project objectives. So it's like the personality traits and their personal uh, goals ties in with the business goals or whatever. So it's like a holistic. Uh, in case of male, they have a slightly different way of uh, 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 getting the same thing accomplished. I think they are more they are more more transactional in terms of what they plan to offer. But it's it's not um, it's not like complete this and that. I mean, both both men and women adopt both the practices, both both styles of uh, uh, accomplishing the goals. But I think women, in general, in my opinion, is more inclined towards the behavioral and adaptive style of uh, approaching a project uh, when it comes to male. Male is more transactional, business principles, and predefined matrix oriented. I think. But having said that, both both male and female incorporate both styles uh, when it comes to. Uh, yeah, leading teams or leading projects or leading a group of people. Yeah, so I think I think um, Anna. Well, good morning, everyone. I am so happy. I mean, to be once again discussing uh, a very relevant topic. I mean, a, a topic that 
Uh, I have not actually heard this cast, I mean, for a very, very, very long time, uh, perhaps because we are still in this uh, pandemic kind of a mode and um, uh, everybody is uh, perhaps, I mean, uh, working, I mean, from home. But when it comes um, when it comes to the roles, uh, leadership roles between male and female, um, there was one word that Monjoti mentioned, and that was transactional. And I think that men, uh, particularly, um, we when when we lead, we are more like a, a transactional kind of um, a process. I mean, we 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 really. Um, want to do something and we want to get um, a result. I mean, there, there's a transaction there. Um, and, um, but I, I, I believe, and of course, I mean, there are examples of women uh, who are in very top positions, top executive positions, even women who are CEOs of companies. Uh, if I remember correctly, um, the CEO of Yahoo, uh, I think I believe that that was a woman um, uh, for, for, for a number of years. Um, but I think that when it comes to women leading or leadership, um, rather than being a transactional um, process, is more what I would call than what some people that I have read calls it a more transformational um, uh, process. So we go from a transactional to a transformational one. And I think that women, I mean, if if we go not so much into leadership, but we want, we go into uh, how we are created, men and women, um, uh, men are more kind of, a, um, like 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 the D types. I mean, the, I mean the doers. I mean the 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 the, the, the wanted. I mean results. Okay, all the time. As opposed to women, tend to be much more emotional beings, and they perhaps. Um, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm talking in generalities because within those generalities, they are very particular examples. Um, but I think that women tend to be, females tend to be more emotional. They, they tend to let emotions guide their actions and their behaviors as opposed to uh, men. But this is something that perhaps, I mean, we can uh, discuss further. And I would very much like, I mean, to get a female's perspective on this, uh, <laughs> on, 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 on this issue. Before we do, actually, before I'm going to go to a female, before I'm going to go to Eve, I would like to share something with you. So I was doing a little bit of research on the topic. Of course, there is still gender pay gap. Is a percentage of women in CEO positions in the Fortune 500 companies is still very low in comparison to men. I personally think, after the research that I've conducted, uh, that there is a lot of unconscious bias towards uh, the genders, um, from men towards women, um, and very much our top positions are still dominated by the alpha culture, which is a male management culture. And as you said, guys, yes, um, female leaders, they do lead differently. But what I've discovered, which you will find interesting, I think, is that um, there is a big disparity when it comes to female leaders and male leaders when it comes to their confidence levels. And rather than actually try and describe it to you, I'm just going to read out an extract from one of the researchers that I've, I've looked at. And they've conducted uh, lots of thousands and thousands, 
360 reviews for female and male leaders, and this is what they found when it comes to the confidence le uh, levels. They say, interestingly, our data shows that when women are asked to assess themselves, they are not as, general, uh, as generous in their ratings as male leaders. In the last few years, we created a self-assessment that measures, among other things, confidence. We have been collecting data since 2016 from thousands of men and women so far on levels of confidence leaders have in themselves over their careers, and we saw some interesting trends. And the trend is that male leaders, when they're younger, at the age of 25 to 30, they overestimate what they could do, whereas females, they underestimate their capabilities. And as they age, as they get older, male leaders' confidence drops, but the female leaders' confidence goes up. And they supersede at the age of 60 uh, male confidence when it comes specifically <coughs> to confidence levels, which is really interesting, the overestimation and the underestimation that is based on the gender. But I'm going to jump uh, to Eve now. Eve, so your perspective. So I'm gonna, there's a few things I want to touch on because it's quite interesting, some of the things that I've heard. But I think, first of all, with like the, um, the gender pay gap, I think it's something that is has always been there and which is quite unfortunate because I think women make great leaders. You know, talking about, first of all, we need to also think about where do women lead the most? They, most, they lead the most in the home, yeah. So we are good at multitasking. We're good at kind of doing all these things where with men can find a bit complicated. So it's unfortunate that even with those skills that we have, we're still not able to get to a point where we can, you know, have the same pay as our, our male counterparts. So in terms of, I think one thing that Monjoshi um, mentioned in terms of like, you know, the men being transactional, there's one thing about women, and I read somewhere it's 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 something that's evident that women are more compassionate when they're leading, and you will find that in organisations where there's not that compassion towards you know your employees, there tends to be a high turnover of staff. So we're more looking we're about looking at you know the other person as a human because one thing that happens in organisations uh, uh, a lot of the times where we we create this culture of it being so like organizational wise and we forget that we're humans. Where when a woman is leading, we find that we are able to kind of relate with the people that we are that are working with us and we're more compassionate. So I think it's important to remember that this has this is something that's always happened and what you're finding is that women are now creating their own opportunities you know in, in terms of like where they're not able to find that um kind of opportunity within organizations they're now creating their own businesses you know we're seeing more women entrepreneurs coming up more than ever and this has now allowed women to get to a, a pay gap you know a pay where you know years ago they they wouldn't have earned so it's just about looking at when does this stop in terms of when do we now become equals? I know there's quite a lot of controversy that, you know, w women are not as equal as men. There's, there's never going to be, a, you know, it's never be going to be equal. But I feel like where we are going and the times that we're going in now, it's quite evident that, you know, as women, we've seen a lot of women who've um, 
gone to do very great things. You know, CEOs, we have more women CEOs now um, than before. So it's about just getting to a point where women are also acknowledged and as leaders and also not being looked down upon because I think one of the things that also I struggled in an organization for me personally was kind of having rather the same or better skills than my male counterparts, but yet not being acknowledged for my skills and being undermined and demoralized and feeling as if that I w was never going to reach to a point where, you know, it would have been quicker for the male to get there than me. Yeah. So, and that then encouraged me now to kind of think about all these things and think about where would I, what, what, at what point do we then say that we're going to be, you know, get to a point where we're at C CEO level. Um, so it's all about how, when does change come? And I think that's something that's important to um, discuss. And in terms of just going forward, what are us women doing to get to that point? And how are we supporting each other to ensure that we are getting to CEO positions? Absolutely. Well, let me, let, let me... Can I just interrupt really quickly? What I really liked, uh, Eve, that what you've said is that you're creating your own opportunities because that is very true. Women are not given enough opportunities and they're forced to actually go out there and create their own opportunities because of stereotypes out there, because of unconscious bias that people hold unconsciously. If it's a male-dominated culture in the office, it is about 80% more likely that the next promotion will be a male. It's been proven. The research is out there just to have a look at. And do you know what was really interesting? When I was actually promoting our talk today, I was putting the advert on LinkedIn and I hashtagged female leadership. And of course, the hashtag is there. And I tried to hashtag male leadership and nothing came up. They don't even have a hashtag. And do you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about the movement Black Lives Matter and how people turn around and they say all lives matter. That's not the point. You know, it, it really isn't, you know, and it's the same in here. So when we talk about female leadership and lack of female leaders and lack of opportunities, we're not saying that females are better. What we're saying is that females at the moment need as much support as possible to get to that level, to the same level as men and, you know, whether financially or, or in their job roles. Anyway, Alejandro, what did you want to say? No, I just want to share something that I, I thought very uh, interesting. It says, unlike men, women are more engaged in activities that don't imply dividing members of any team uh, into winners or losers. And it says, female, female leaders focus on strong collaboration and sharing ideas. They are also more likely to help their employees in mm -hmm. some difficult situations. So um, women, women are more collaborative. I mean, they, they, want, they, they, they want perhaps everybody to win and no one to lose. And um, when it comes to perhaps even um, confronting people uh, in in a job, perhaps they are not uh, because they are not performing, or even I mean, if it comes to the point that they need to fire someone or to discharge someone, do you think? And this is a question for the team. I mean, do you think that women uh, are not as 
focused and they're not as um, uh, perhaps dominant in these areas that sometimes need or in, in, in making the decisions that need to be made um, for the organization uh, to uh, keep progressing, to keep um, in, in, the, in, in, the, in the pathway of success. Um, uh, do, and, and also, um, one, one thing that it just came into, into my mind, do you think that when it comes to leadership really at the top, um, you know, leaders um, are visionaries. Leaders are not the ones who deal with the day-to-day um, uh, affairs of a company, but leaders are the ones who maintain the, the, the great vision of where where we want to go. I mean, where 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 is our where's our destiny? I mean, we are getting there. So when it comes to how men and women think, which is definitely different, okay? Um, do you think that that having that vision, maintaining that focus on where we're going, is it more suited for men leadership? or for female leadership? Uh, uh, so I um, I think that we are moving towards uh, more of an objective uh, way to lead because previously it used to be biased, meaning we, we proceeded with the preconceived notion that male has to go out there and provide for the family and the woman has to uh, lead at home and or home affairs. But that is a preconceived notion, you know, but if we move towards a neutral um, evaluation in terms of whoever is most skilled, or it should be based on skill versus skills versus preconceived notions, which means we we are all human beings and we are all individuals with different skill sets, and everybody should be given equal opportunity. Now that everybody is given equal opportunity, male and female, everybody has got the same chance. Now let everybody come out, uh, make use of the opportunities, and whatever comes up, whatever is the result, that's the truth based on who is doing uh, better than others or who's who, who's most more suitable. Because right now there's a discrepancy even before we are we get a chance to deploy our natural skill sets, right? We stop ourselves before, before even we get out there. So I think first step is shift from a pre preconceived notion oriented approach to a skilled oriented approach. Everybody's skill sets, let, let everybody test out their skills in the in the organization in the marketplace and business in nonprofits and let's apply the skills and, and let's see where that goes and whichever results are better i mean facts will be in front of you that's that's more of a objective and real uh, scenario i think we are moving in that direction but i think there is scope for improvement and and naturally i think we need both both the skill sets of males as well as females combined together uh, in, in different scenarios in the mark, in the workplace, in the organization, in business or whatever. So I think what we have, the conclusion that we have to reach is we have to combine uh, 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 both the skill sets in the most effective manner so that we get the best result that is in the best interest of everybody. I think that is, uh, that is the uh, way to think about it. And in that process, whoever is performing wherever, that's good, that's for the best. And leadership does not always mean leadership. Lead, leaders are always on the top and the visionaries. Leadership is at every level. Every individual can lead without a title. Like they can take, take, they can lead 
uh, whatever they, whatever they are in charge of they can take ownership of whatever little thing that they are charged of even if they are an army of one so leadership is more of a uh, more of a more of a mindset and not not really uh, for the people who are on top so i think everybody can lead and there is no good or bad leadership it's not like you know the person who's at the top is is a better leader than the person who's slightly below uh, that person so if, if both of them are leading at their respective positions in the best possible manner uh, i think that's really that's that's good enough on Josh, I want to jump in there because I disagree in something that you just say. <laughs> no, everybody I, can I agree with you, Eve. Before you even say anything, because they haven't been on the other end of the stick, <laughs> have they? They haven't. So I'm gonna let you, let you carry on now. <laughs> so first of all, not everybody can lead. I have been in situations where you know there's people in top positions, but yet they cannot lead, and. We, there's one thing that I like that you said. You you said in terms of everybody being an individual and people being matched by their skill set. So the thing about this situation is we need to start looking at everybody as an individual. You know, what is someone else bringing to the table? What value are they bringing? How how are they leading their teams? You know, how are they engaging with their teams? And it's not just about in terms of leading. They need to also understand what does it mean to actually lead you know we get this word very wrong and that's for me it's personally i'm i get frustrated when people say they're leaders and when i see some of the leadership skills that they have i really get frustrated we need to understand what is leadership first of all and then we look at each individual what is that person who is calling themselves a leader what are they bringing to the table you know we can't just this word i feel like it's been thrown around so like it, it's lost its meaning in a sense and like you said in terms of looking now at each individual and how are they leading their teams you know how are they being you compassionate is a big thing when it comes to leadership you know being feeling the people that you are you know who who you are leading and I think in certain situations I have seen, I'm not going to mention names, you know, they tend to lead, but they, they, they're not really, they're not really listening to the people that they're leading. So what is the point of me leading a team if I'm not even listening to what they have to say? If they're not, I'm not taking in anything. Sometimes leader, some people have got it wrong in terms of leadership, having the leadership is being able to have power. No, it's not about that. That is not what leadership is about. So not everybody can be a leader. Some people lack that skill set, and it's quite evident that yeah. there is people who are going to have that motivation, that being a visionary, you know. But you, then you see certain people, and I think we discussed this uh, a few months ago in terms of like the level of awareness. You know, there's people who never elevate themselves to get to a leadership position. Yeah, even do you know what also people are put into leadership positions uh, and, and they lead in such a way that they, they alienate the team. And sometimes people are not put in the leadership position. They they rise to the leadership position within within a group of people, you know, without having an official title, but they just lead because they've got a natural ability to do so. And uh, now before we carry on, actually, I've got some messages from Rick. So let me let me read them out for you. He's asking, how do we evaluate different skill sets among each other? Which um, which of the skills are more important than the other? And what's the measurement scale? Um, yeah, he also says, we too often use words leadership and management 
interchangeably when they're not and that's really an agreement with yourself and and with what you've just said eve and uh, i reiterated that as well so that's 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 exactly that's exactly right and that's what i was going to uh mention next because definitely when it comes to um uh, leadership and management we have to make that distinction so uh, let me let me just throw this question i mean to the team do you think i mean what do you think which of the two genders are more uh, apt to uh, do a better job um in a in a, in a lead in a in a pure leadership position or in a managerial position are females more because you know because of the fact that um um uh, of of the of the fact of what eve mentioned a little bit earlier on about multitasking that uh, when it comes to um when it comes to men and women i think that women uh, tend to be um, uh, geniuses at mul at multitasking um uh, so do you think that 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 uh, that area uh, which is perhaps more developed i mean in women uh, than in men do you think that that is helping females uh, to be more in in a position of uh, managers because they have to deal with a lot of uh, things and a lot of fires as opposed to a pure leadership position uh, Alejandro, first and foremost, Rick just uh, put a comment there. He's saying, be very careful, Alejandro. So I'm just putting it out there for you. <laughs> but in terms of who has got a better skill set, now that depends not on gender. That depends. That really depends from a person to person, doesn't it? It doesn't really depend on the, gen depend on the gender. And I think if we generalize and we make a decision in terms of, yes, females are better at management or, or leadership than males, then we would be shoot, shooting ourselves in the foot. And to be fair, we've got two women here and two, two men. We have to be quite objective. So it definitely depends on the education of the person as well as the skill set and experience, right? <coughs> however, however, what I will say, and I will reiterate this again, I've mentioned it earlier, unconscious bias plays a big, massive part. And that's why women, not more women, are in the leadership positions. And that's why we, we are only small percentage of the CEOs, in fact, 10% of the CEOs in, in the Fortune 500 companies, which is really sad. And majority of it is because of the company culture and because of the uh, male leadership and unconscious bias. And I'll give you a very simple example without getting in too deep to, to unco unconscious bias, is that when I go somewhere with my husband, my husband gets asked what he does. Nobody asks me what I do unless I start talking about it. And that's a prime example of unconscious bias. And you, if you haven't, you're, you haven't been in the, in the female position, guys, because you two are males, so you wouldn't know how it feels. But people without even speaking to you, a lot of the times will assume that, you know, they will just talk business to my husband, not knowing that I've got my own business or two, you know, mm. and, and I see it all the time. And that, that's a sign people don't know they have unconscious bias. It's just they still think in the old ways because their parents and, and, you know, the place where they work, you know, it's a male culture. You know, women stay at home. Women raise the kids. You know, if you're of childbearing age, I better not promote you because, you know, just in case you get pregnant and you have to, to take maternity leave. And that's the reality that we're still unfortunately living, you know, in the 21st century. But let's go back to the skills. Let's leave the unconscious bias to the side for a moment. 
women have the skill set to lead just as much as ma as men in fact that same research that i've mentioned to you earlier guys they've used thousands thousands and thousands of 360 reviews um to actually score female leaders against male leaders on different skill sets and i tell you what i will do now i'll play a little game with you which i hope will open your eyes when it comes to the skill set which is the question that alejandro asked so let's go through them one by one i've got them in front of me so women's percentile and men's percentile obviously you wouldn't know the numbers i'll give you the numbers but just guess which one outscored who women or men performed better in that area so taking initiative women yeah 55 percent point 55 point six percent women 48.2 percent men resilience women that's right 54 against 49 practice self-development sorry what was that practices self-development men 54.8 against 48.8 um oh sorry 54.8 against 49.6 male drives for results i'd say men men probably women 53.9 versus 48.8 displays high integrity and honesty women 54% <laughs> against 49.1 develops others women 54% against 49.8 inspires and motivates others women 53 <laughs> are they all women 53 no there will be some men 53.9 against 49.7 bold leadership women yeah, 53% against 49%. Builds relationships. Definitely women. 53% <laughs> against 49%. Champions change. Women. 53 against 49. Establishes stretch goals. I think it's all women. <laughs> So oh, let's women. Right. So establishes stretch goals, women, collaboration and teamwork, women, connects to the outside world. That's a close one. Just by just by one percent, women. Communicates powerfully um, and prolifically, women. Solves problems and analyzes issues, women. Uh, leadership speed, women, by very marginal, those ones. The last one's very just one percent difference. Uh, innovates, women, but then males have one on two, again marginally by one percent which is technical or professional expertise. So by 1%, the technical stuff and develop strategic perspective. So strategy, strategy. So what I'm trying to say with this, and again, I'll bring back what I said earlier. It's not about men or women are better at leadership. What I'm trying to say is that the skill set is marginal. It's there. Women are there. It's, I mean, it's marginal difference, 1-2%. And it's opinion of their employees, by the way, because 360 reviews, it's information taken from their employees. So it's not their own opinion of themselves because that wouldn't that would probably <laughs> that would probably not give you very accurate results what i'm saying is that there are unconscious bias and their lack of opportunities for women to display to, to display those skill sets but that's an interesting research isn't it uh, don't you think guys and as, as 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 a matter of fact i mean one thing that i have to say i mean after listening to that survey there are two things the first one is um uh 
my friend and colleague Monjoti, I mean, what what are we doing here? <laughs> that's 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 the first that's the first that's the first comment. Now the second comment is, in that survey, uh, one thing that they could have asked that I truly believe that men would have been the winners absolutely but with no question about it is um who has the higher egos at work and i think that men would have i mean we would have really won that one Hang I, agree on. with you. <laughs> I agree but but males have got more natural because just even just look at biologically they've got high testosterone levels um, yeah. you know so it's only natural for them to be more competitive you know and a little bit more egotistical really just just from our biological makeup really so that's quite a natural thing but yes a very good point raised so eve what are your thoughts after the after going through that research i'm really not surprised to be quite honest um i think some of the things that have come up there on that research we've touched upon today yeah. um so but i think at the end of the day it just lies with the individual and i think in terms of women having a leadership position especially in organizations it's something that needs to change and we need to be seen as leaders you know obviously not everyone not every woman is a leader and not every woman wants to be a leader so those who do and those who are showing their skill set to be a leader should be given that opportunity and same goes for men and we need to stop you know this division of men and women mm. and see each other as equal when it comes to live in leadership yeah exactly i want to point out this fact which eve mentioned which is not everybody is a leader mm. but i believe in the fact that leadership can be taught mm. and leadership is at every position not everybody is a good leader because they have not learned it but it can be taught Right, leadership uh, comes to taking uh, ownership and taking responsibility for the position that you are in. For example, let me talk about leadership at an uh, at an individual, um, let's say, for a person who's a designer, you know, who's an in individual contributor. So the leadership might be okay. He he or she might be very very good, very very good, a great designer, great great person, right? Very skilled. But that's not enough. That's the skill set, of course. Now, the, uh, let's say the person has a personal scenario. Uh, you know, he'll not be, he or she will not be able to, uh, you know, he, she or he will not be available for uh, the deadline of a particular project because, you know, the person has threatened a personal emergency. So what that person will do, he will, he or she will anticipate it in advance, right? Like, I will not be available and the project might go in a jeopardy. So it's my responsibility to inform my senior management so that they prepare a backup plan in advance so that they are not taken by surprise because it's my responsibility that even if i'm not available there is adequate measures uh, you know that that is deployed in place well ahead of the time so i have to make sure me as an individual has to make sure that that thing is done so that is taking ownership so that is leading at an individual contributor level and leadership can be taught you can teach design skills you can teach coding skills you can teach you can teach all sorts of skills but on top of that, the leadership, which is basically the taking ownership part of it, you know, uh, you know, feeling responsible for the task that you're given is something that has to be taught. Not everybody will learn it, not everybody will want to learn it, but it can be taught. And I think that that can be pushed in, the, in that direction. Um, 
that is one thing. And second thing, uh, I think the evaluation paradigm, I think it's not about who's better and who's, who's worse. Mm-hmm. What we want to do, we want to see what are your core strengths, what are your core strengths, and how do we strategically place your strengths so that, that the utilization of strength is maximum in the project. So for example, let's say if I'm a project uh, owner or I'm an entrepreneur and I'm looking for skill sets for my project, send me five people with their skill sets and don't tell me their gender and now pick them. These are their skill sets. Okay, this, this, this will fit in in my project and this will fit in, uh, in, in that part of the project that will fit in that. Okay, so individual one here, individual two here, individual three there, four, five here. So that's that's how that's the way it it that's an ideal scenario, I know, and we should always strive for the ideal scenario, which is more ob- objective and neutral, and it is in the best interest of everybody. Um, uh, so that has to be the evaluation uh, paradigm. And I think one more thing, right? One more thing which just came to me: it's not even about what skill sets we have as of now. I am good at this so far, and I'm not good at this yet. If I am a phenomenal learner with no good skill sets right now, I might fit in better in certain projects, you know, in certain contexts. I might be more equipped than a person with better skill sets because I don't have the skill sets as of yet. But if I can follow a growth curve, if I can learn fast and, and if I'm open to learning, then I'm going to overshoot that person who's, who might say be more rigid, although that person is more skilled, if they're rigid and I'm, I have got a great learning ability and I'm, enthusiast, I'm enthusiastic about learning, then most likely I might actually overshoot that person in three or five years time. So it's not just about who we are as of now, who we can become, how good we are at learning. That is a great, very important uh, I think, a parameter I to, to be um, considered. So I think, I think that's uh, very yeah, true. So that's, and I think that's great mindset, Monjoti. I think you're that. right there. You can learn anything, you know, and we learn all the time from other people, from our environment. You know, the famous saying, you are the sum of five people you socialize with, aren't you? So uh, what I wanted to say as well, something else I found out during the research, uh, how culture affects, affects um, choices depending on, on whether it's a male leadership culture or female leadership culture. And there are differences. Uh, have you ever, you probably haven't, but I've, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. I've read the Mary Portas book, Work Like a Woman. And she tells in the book a little bit of her life story, well, actually quite a lot of her life story. And she explains how she tried to integrate into this alpha male culture at work. So she started to dress more like a man. You know, she cut her hair short so that she displays a little bit of a manny, uh, sort of manly, alpha rather than female gentle um uh, what is it facade how she had felt that she had to change herself in such a way to fit in within the male culture and what i also found that's interesting which has nothing to do with mary porter's book is that um when the, the 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 leaders are females when the ceos are females they tend to actually employ and promote females as well just like what happens in the male culture which i thought is so interesting right so if you guys are in the female culture and there are females that you know for promote up for promotion most likely the females are going to get promoted and now that that's interesting i found that surprising and interesting um so i think culture is a big thing um, depending on who is the leader and what kind of culture is promoted and dependent on that, I think the opportunities will be given to certain 
said, said gender, that's what research said anyway. And another one on unconscious bias I wanted to give you, which is nothing to do with being a male or female leader, but I just wanted to again reiterate the importance of getting ridden, being aware of the unconscious bias that we have, particularly if we are leaders, and we definitely have some. So there was an experiment conducted where they uh, sent a CV, a glowing CV to NHS, um, uh, I think the position was a doctor or something like that. I don't remember now 100%. But um, but basically, they used Indian name and it, the letter wasn't even opened. And then they sent exactly the same CV to NHS in the UK with something along the lines of John Smith. And he got an interview. So now, they cannot put names, apparently, in certain parts of NHS when they're applying for a job. They're just sending in the blank CVs based on that particular experiment. And that just shows you the unconscious bias that we have, be it a male, a female, be it a culture, be it a religion. So for businesses out there who are watching this or re-watching this, have some unconscious bias training. Find out what are your unconscious bias that you have. And I'm sure no, let, me, let, let me ask you something. Uh, I mean, this is, um, <clears throat> I mean, we have two males and two females in, in the team today. <clears throat> let me ask you this question. I mean, th there are two questions. I mean, the first one is, if you were going for an interview uh, in an organization, um, uh, you as the candidate, um, would you ask uh, the person who's interviewing you, uh, would you ask, um, or, or would, 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 it, would it be of interest to you to find out if the company that you are prospecting, I mean, to uh, eventually work for, um, if they have a good diversity with women, or if it's all uh, like a male culture? Would you like to work in, in, in an organization that has a more balanced um, approach of male and leadership uh, and, and male and female in leadership positions? Or would you feel more comfortable um, in, in an all female or in, an, or, in, or in a majority female or in a majority male culture? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, so what I feel that decision will be based on whether that culture is built from bias mm. or from what's required for us to meet the organizational goal standpoint and if it is based on what skill sets we need for the organization to grow then whatever is the proportion is good because that is that is that is a requirement of the goals of the business and if it's 90 10 female male because that's what's required no problem because it's based on skill sets and not bias so i think whatever is the number if it is based on skill sets and the requirement of the organization it's good i'm good 991 i'm good right but if it's if it is based on bias because males are like this females are like this so you know and numbers reflect the bias then of course there is something wrong so i think it, it, it depends on whether it is based on uh, the skill set requ requirement or it's based on bias and whatever is the number based on skill set requirement i'm good i think it's it's all, all right because it's fair because it's an objective evaluation of the skill sets what about you irrespective of the gender what about you eve what's your answer to that would you do any research um 
To be honest, not really. <laughs> I was thinking, sitting there thinking, do you know what? The very first thing I would research is how much they're going to pay me. And if they pay me enough and it's an alpha culture, you know, <laughs> I would definitely consider Let's just be realistic. Like, we have to also be realistic in this um, situation. But I think in terms of, like, what um, Monjoti said, it's, for me, it's, especially being in a role, I've been in a situation where the first thing, like, going into um, going into an organization was, you know, in terms of, I, I looked at the pay and getting into the organization, then I would be like, I'd try and find out, you know, how much is the male counterpart getting, are they getting the same? Luckily, I've been in situations where we are getting the same pay. And I've also been in situations where I found out that the pay is more, whereas my skill set was more. So, and I had to kind of also manage the, yeah. the person with, who's got the more pay, who's the male. Mm-hmm. So I think going back to like everything we've said again, it's, it's how can we, you know, this is already happening. We know it's happening. It's not something that's new. But the, then the thing is now we need to start looking at the future and how can we change things around in terms of going forward and getting more women um, being involved in leadership roles. And it's also not just because we're women, but also looking at what these women bring to the table. You know, we also need to know that when we, us as women, when we're asking to be put in leadership roles, are we, you know, are we able to live up to that, uh, to the leadership standards? So I know there's quite a lot. I know, I know my personal experience and people that I've worked with, I've seen women that, you know, have mentored me who are in leadership positions and they're good at leading. So it's also looking, I, I don't look at it as man or woman. I look at it as an individual because I've seen some amazing men, you know, who've been in leadership positions and they lead very well. So, and I've seen some leadership men who've been in leadership positions who've not led well at all. Yeah, yeah that's right. Or individual basis. And I think like the unconscious bias, it's something that needs to be it's training that needs to be there and people need to be aware of it and just being the more we speak up also as women the more we will be hard so if nobody's speaking up we won't be hard so i mean we need to kind of stop stop the divide and just be equal man and woman yes i agree (laughs) women need to speak up a little bit more because they do underestimate their abilities like i said particularly in the young age and the, and the males overestimate. To give you an example, if there was a job position and the male wasn't quite qualified for it, he would think, hey, I will learn on the job. And he would still apply. Whereas the female, if she's underqualified, and that's, again, from that research, um, she would not even apply for the job until she felt that she's good enough to qualify. She would never go in, well, not to say never, because there are different personality styles. And let me tell you, I've met some women leaders, not particularly emotionally intelligent, and they were rubbish you know the turnover rates were huge so as eve said you know and i think all of us agree you know it depends on from person to person but certainly uh, if we look at the skill sets and the, and the skill level um you know we we are equal really you know as we looked at the numbers it was just well, so marginal l- l- let me l- let me ask another uh, another question because i think that this is something that I have not heard being discussed 
in today's session yet. And I'm going to throw it out there because when it comes to a leadership position, no matter where, where you are in the uh, org organigram or the organization of a company, um, but every leadership position brings along with it um, uh, pressures. Uh, I mean, this is something that comes with it. So uh, performing under pressure um, for long periods of times, uh, do you think that men are more capable of undergoing that than females? Uh, or do you think that we are pretty much equal at uh, performing under pressure for very long periods of times? Um, so with that, I, I'm going to cause a bit of controversy here, as I like to do. I think when it comes to pressure, women definitely deal well under pressure. You know, we've, um, we've been in situations where, like, for example, in the survey, it said one of the things like women are more resilient than men. So you have to understand also that women, as women, we talk about our feelings and we talk about what's going on. We talk about the work, the workload that we have. The men, on the other hand, like you said, with the ego, what tends to happen is they want to feel like they can deal with certain things that they want to be seen that, you know, I'm the leader, I can lead this, I can do it all by myself. And most of the time tend not to ask for help. So they want to give this impression that they're handling things, which is then the pressure then builds up. So when it comes to actually dealing with pressure, for women, we know how to deal with that pressure. We know how to, you know, we know how to be able to kind of be resilient in the situation and talk about it and delegate and um, know when we are getting to that point. So when the pressure is going to, they're going to feel like it's more because they want to have the ego to be able to say that, you know, they did it themselves and they were able to, to handle it and to be seen as, you know, I'm a man and I've dealt with it. So, yeah. And I think also just to add to what Eve's saying um, is we, we definitely have got more, particularly if we're mothers, if women are mothers, as well as trying to carve out the career for themselves, where you what based on what actually following on to what eve said it's already a lot of pressure to manage the family as well as as your career so from that i think you you know it's automatically you build up that resilience trying to manage the two and having that you know feeling that um most business women who are mothers they have that feeling of of kind of not really focusing 100 percent on the career and feeling guilty there and then at the same time feeling that because they've got that chunk of their life focusing on their career they're not 100 percent focusing on their family so there is guilt in both areas and you have to manage that somehow and and from there you can only get better and stronger and more resilient i think so it's, it's just the, the the way of life i think and there was a fantastic picture that i had and i was trying to actually find it as i was speaking to you but i couldn't find it there was this racetrack uh, it, and obviously it's divided into several different lanes and there was there were women in suits and there were men in suits uh, each had their own lane and women's lane had a washing machine uh, you know the ironing board there uh, hoover there on the way that they had to jump over you know the pram uh, the baby bottle uh, as hurdles as obstacles and male had nothing in their way nothing in their lanes and, and unfortunately society still looks at it that way that hey well if you manage your home life well and you have got spare time you could have a career 
what a lot of rubbish. <laughs> you know? uh, this is not how it should be. It should be, it should be split. Not just when it, we talk about being leaders in business, being leaders at home should also be split if we have got a full family 50-50 so that we are all jumping over the, the, the hurdles. We split them in half so that women could have equal opportunities in terms of accelerating, not having to jump over so many things. Now, now, when when it comes to when it comes to as I was listening to you, Anna. Now, when it comes to age, do you think that women aspire to leadership positions uh, much earlier than males, or do you think that uh, males aspire to leadership positions earlier and they have that desire for leadership? Uh, at an at a younger age compared to females definitely male aspire to be leaders at a younger age and again i'm going back to that research extensive research that i've read up on they're confident and they want to be and again a lot of testosterone there you know in the younger years uh, they think they will learn on the job males aspire as females they underestimate themselves at a young age and their confidence grows the older they get and they surpass their male counterparts at 60 because the the, the male confidence dips and the females consistently keeps growing and i can i can relate to that 100 percent because in my 20s never would have would i have ever imagined to even apply for a leadership position you know whereas now is not a question anymore um so i can relate to that research definitely so any last thoughts on our discussion because i'm very much aware of the time uh, we've been live for almost an hour so if i give everyone a couple of minutes to just wrap up based on everything that we discussed uh, starting with Monjoti. Sure. So I want to uh, talk a little bit about unconscious bias, bias because I think unconscious bias is playing out everywhere, right? Uh, let's be realistic. Uh, but unconscious bias also affects us uh, on an individual level because, for example, let's say if I feel that I am whatever because you know male is like that and female is like that, there's a disproportionate distribution, and I automatically assume that that's the nature of reality then I do not express my true potential because I let the bias dictate how much I can express. For example, if, if, if I'm a woman and I have got great potential, I can like, I can do crazy things. But if I run, a, a, you know, an unfair unconscious bias to run, dictate my thinking, I do not, I do not even, you know, I do not even set forth to, you know, express my true potential, like 100% of it. I'll probably stop it at 20% and I, I, and I erect that, uh, that fake wall because I let that bias dictate uh, the thinking. And it, this doesn't just go with men and women uh, in general. It's just, it's universal. If you let bias dictate how much of your potential you can express versus what's your true potential, then I think that's, that's a problem. So I think we all have to get get aware of how much bias is playing in our head yeah. right and get the bias out of the way and truly find out how much is is my true potential forget gender forget bias what's my true potential how much i can do and how much i can do as of now and how much i can do in future which is how much i can learn so yeah i think that if if that's a evaluation uh, paradigm i think that's that will set things better uh, one step at a time at an individual level and also you know, at, at a larger level in the context of organization um, and different uh, objectives and things like that. So, yeah, that'll be my last five cents, I guess. <laughs> 
Thank you, Manjoti. I think, yeah, that relates very much to the limiting beliefs as well, what you believe you achieve, right? Yeah. So changing changing yeah. your beliefs a little bit, um, as well as your unconscious bias. So Eve, I'll move over to you. Well, what, what are your last five cents, as Manjoti said? Eve, you're muted. <laughs> it doesn't, it's it's down down anyway. it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be five cents, by the way. It can also be one million dollars. So, <laughs> no, I think. By the way, mine was one million dollars. You know, it wasn't five cents. Sorry, I just. That's a good correction. That's a good correction. So, at the end of the day, um, I just think we we just need to, as women, we need to speak up. We need to be able to voice what it, what it is that we want. We need to be confident in our abilities to lead. And we need to know that, you know, leadership is something that, as Monjoti said, it's something that can be developed. So um, we should not be intimidated, um, especially when it comes to leadership positions in the organizations. We should not be intimidated to put ourselves forward for certain positions just because we think we're not able to succeed in that position. So all I can say is that you are not going to know unless you do it. And we need to be able to speak up that's the only way there's going to be change. That's it for me. Thank you, Eve. And Alejandro, your million dollars to close Yes, well, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to say that I, uh, first of all, I truly enjoy this discussion. And I think that, as, as I always say, uh, um, we have only begun scratching the surface. I mean, there's so much more that can be said about um, uh, any topic that we discussed. But um, uh, I have to say that when it comes to um, this, I mean, male and female leadership roles, I think that we have come a long way. However, I think that there's so much more that can be done. And, um, and I think that when it comes um, uh, when, when it comes to the beauty of the differences on, on how men and women we are put together as human beings, I mean, uh, the, um, the strengths that women can bring to the table and the strengths that men can bring to the table, if we can, if we can actually um, maximize those strengths in, in the sense of a, of a corporation, of a business, and everybody is pulling the card in the same direction, um, how much better uh, businesses can perform, can, can be more efficient, more effective, um, and, and how, how, how people, no matter whether you are a woman or a man, can feel very comfortable working in, 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 a, in a very mixed uh, environment, in a very mixed culture. Because I think that when we bring that to the table, that is what is making um, the world, in a sense, a better place when we begin to um, uh, learn how to work together and how to maximize the skills and the talents that both men and women can bring um, to the I mean I mean to the I mean to the business and I think that um, we need to keep moving forward I mean we we have a, a long way yet to go but as I always say 
um, the best is yet to come. And, um, and, and, and I'm sure that uh, years from now, um, unless something drastic happens, but I think that we are, the, the gender gap uh, in leadership is going to be coming closer and closer and closer together. And I think that that is the direction that we need to be going. Yes, Alejandro, I agree with you on that one. And a great close off that was. What I will say though, that based on the same research, Eve, you and me will not see the gender gap completely closed and cultures being completely diverse in our lifetime. But hopefully that will change. And actually organizations and businesses have a big part to play in this, huge. And that's where the training comes in. That's where your diversity and inclusion training comes in. That's where your unconscious bias training comes in so that you can diversify and you can play a role in, in allowing not just bigger and better opportunities for women, but for all kinds of diversity out there. And there is lots of it. Um, what I would like to say before we close off is that we have got another message from Rick and it says, I think they are expected to lead at an earlier age. And I think he's referring to men. Yes, expectations also play a big massive role when it comes to, to leadership uh, of males and females. Because again, if, if the expectations of women are to only be at home, raise children and wash dishes, well, guess what they're going to probably do? and focus on. So as, as Alejandro said, we opened a can of worms. I think uh, this is such a wide subject and we only just scratched the surface, but I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for watching. Just a reminder, tomorrow at 1 p.m. on Have the Edge Facebook page, Rick will be discussing seven universal laws of thought. So please join us and watch yet another live from us. It's going to be very valuable. And other than that, enjoy your Saturday and uh, be diverse be inclusive hey i i i, I want to add <laughs> can i add uh, yeah. five million dollars worth of value before we leave sure. uh, after you alejandro <laughs> well no no i what, what what i was going to say is that as anna pointed tomorrow uh rick uh one of our great colleagues is going to be talking about the seven universal laws of thought okay um and 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 i cannot wait uh, for his teaching on that, but um, uh, stay to the end because what is going to be even um, as 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 dynamic as his presentation is going to be the after discussion of the seven universal laws of thought. So uh, first of all, Rick is going to be thinking on his own, but then at the end, we are going to be thinking together. <laughs> yes, so looking forward to that. And I think that session is going to be so much more relevant to the current times because it, it all boils down to your way of thinking, right? That everything starts with a thought and, you know, yeah. Having a strategic approach to how we think, you know, based on principles which are so solid, is going to be so 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 powerful. So I'm looking forward to it. And okay, my my five millions before we leave, <laughs> right? So uh, the goal of uh, this thing, uh, the, the differences in leadership, is not to pick side, right? Because we, what happens with us is we are we rush to pick sides, the superior one as well as the inferior ones. The inferior ones pick side because of course they are inferior. That's Definitely, you know, you definitely position, uh, sorry, 
pushed up one, which is not, which is being inferior and things like that. But the end goal is not to pick size. The end goal is to move towards a objective reality based on the most optimal utilization of human potential to realize the collective vision. So that's the goal. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the goal. So that's what we are aiming at. That's the ideal scenario we are striving towards. That. And as Alejandro mentioned, the gap is going to be closer, or it might even you know topple on the other side. Who knows? <laughs> In the coming never times, die. right? Yeah, now that we are now that we are you know the opportunities are open for both the genders. So now both of them are getting equal, uh, or at least moving towards getting equal opportunities, you know, once that happens, like it's like neutral, everybody gets to do whatever they want, want how much ever they want, then then the true picture will come out and then we'll see what the results are. <laughs> thank so, you, Manjati. Th but, thank you, Manjati. Thank you, Alejandra. Just noted that Eve has dropped off. Her connection must have been lost. As you know, today she was having huge problems with her laptop, with connectivity and everything else. So, but she's managed to be here for, for the most of the session. But yes, just to bring, uh, the session to our close and just to remind everybody who's watching if you're considering diversity and inclusion training and if you want to attack your unconscious bias within your organization please get in touch with us at info at .org. other than that have a fabulous saturday that's it from us bye bye everyone bye bye thank you thank you thank you for listening to have the edge podcast please leave us a rating and a review Visit our website at www.havetheedge.org to explore our business and entrepreneurial services. If you have any queries, please email info at havetheedge.org. And to keep up to date, please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram.